So today's episode uh, was going to be about uh, talking about the 2021 World Cup of Hockey rosters. I didn't think any RFAs would actually get signed here today. But on August 21st, Eugene Melnick and Pierre Dorian decided to sign RFA forward Colin White to a six-year contract, uh, $28.5 million through those six years. That is $4.75 per season. Uh, that's a good deal for Colin White. And that's how we started off the Ed Ted Puck Talk podcast, episode number 28. Uh, RFA's off the board, a few more to go. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes into the month of September. A lot of Mitch Marner news coming out from the Leafs. Headed to Zurich, maybe. I don't know, whatever it's going to go on with him. But uh, how are you guys doing this weekend? I'm um, not bad. School's done. I have nothing to do now for like two weeks. I know Joe's in the same situation. Yeah, I am. I'm finally done school. Me and Flager done school now. Just chilling till we start co-op. And just, uh, I guess, just waiting till co-op starts. Time to get some money flowing back into the bank account. Yeah, and, it's going to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got fantasy season coming up. Got to, like, get my paycheck and just throw it in my fantasy pools, basically. So yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. My first paycheck is going to be going into fantasy sports hmm. and uh, other NFL pools. So Yeah, basically. Yeah, lots of fantasy starting up soon. And the drafts are very soon for football. And, yeah, so we're still in the summer. RFA talk has been very quiet until Colin White signed this morning. So thanks to Pierre Dorian and Eugene Malik for that. Uh, boys, do you guys want to introduce our new topic for today and maybe next week as well? Okay, yeah. So what the score, the score is an app that it's kind of like ESPN in a way. So what they have done in the past few days is uh, basically create projected lineups for the World Cup of Hockey in the year 2021, which is uh, when the next tournament will uh, take place as the last one was in 2016. So they have articles coming out about who will be on the team for every position, the lineups, and for basically that 2021 tournament. So what we wanted to do this week was to kind of have our own kind of either lineups or players that we think will be on these teams because we have to factor in like players who are on the 2016 team to, to 2021 and even players in 2019 and how they will age. So it's like someone like Brett Burns, for example, who's 34 now. But will he be on the 2021 team when well, he's two years older? So we kind of go into that a little bit and just kind of breaking down each team that was in the tournament 2016 and seeing how the lineups are different to 2021. Yeah, so anything you have to add, Flager, you could just say it now, I guess. Um, miss anything? Well, another thing we're in, well, another thing we're factoring in here is players coming into the league too. I know, well, especially for Team North America, Today we're covering, I don't even know if you mentioned it, Joe, but today we're only going to be covering um, Team Canada, Team USA, and Team North America. Um, but I was going to say, with Team North America, you have to consider the fact that there's going to be going to be new players coming into the league as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that'll be another factor to think of as we discuss our lineups. So Yeah, I guess we'll hit the ground running with uh, Team Canada, and their lineup was uh, pretty solid. When the article was released, I think it was on what, what last Wednesday, so a week ago today. Uh, Joseph, you want to say your team that you think is going to be Team Canada's team when they enter the 2021 World Cup hockey? Yeah, sure. So my, I kind of did it by lines, but it doesn't have to. We're not going to really specifically yeah. base it on lines. So I have like, as a first line, McKinnon, McDavid, and Shifley, followed by Marshan, Crosby, Bergeron, just because they were so good in 2016. Mm-hmm. Then I have Taylor Hall, John Tavares, Mark Stone. And then on the fourth line, even though it's basically 
it's, the, it's pretty good. The best first line is Point, O'Reilly, and Stamkos. And then on uh, on the defense, I got Riley and Doughty as the first pair, Shabbat and Petrangelo, and then Shea Theodore and Brent Burns. I still think Brent Burns is going to be on the team. Like I said, like I kind of mentioned before, he'll be like around 36 or so when this tournament takes place. But if he's like the fifth or sixth defenseman, I still think he can produce, and I just think he'll still be on that team. Then for goaltending, I have Price, Holpe, and Fleury. I only have Fleury there as the third string. He'll be much older by 2021, so he might just play a game. So that is my lineup for Team Canada. Yeah, it's a solid lineup. I'm pretty sure, like, even Canada's A2 team could be still dominant in this tournament. Uh, team Canada has a lot of good players, a lot of good talent. So, uh, Flager, you want to go or me? doesn't matter. Well, I'll go. I yeah. want to start off by saying that the Crosby, Marchand, and Bergeron line is definitely going to be a part of this team for sure. Totally I don't know if they'll be the first line or if they'll be, like, on the second line or whatever, but because they will age, obviously, within the next two years. Um, but then another line that I have in Canada is McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, and Taylor Hall. Uh, McDavid would be centering that line, and I I think McKinnon would put on the right wing probably because he is a righty. He'd be the only righty on that line. Uh, then I have Tavares down the middle between Stamkos and Shifley. And then on the fourth line, I couldn't make up my mind between uh, Jonathan Huberto or Mark Stone. I think Huberto, honestly, in the next two years could really pick it up and maybe even uh, crack this roster over Mark Stone on the right wing. Um, and then I have Ryan O'Reilly centering that line and Logan Couture on the left wing. And then for defense, I have – I'm just going to list them out because I, I don't know the pairings that they'll yeah, be in. Yeah, yeah. I have Morgan Riley, Drew Doughty, P.K. Subban, Alex Petrangelo, Brent Burns. Like Joe said, he's going to be old, but I still think – I agree with Joe. I think he's going to crack the roster still. And then I have – for my 60, it's either going to be Thomas Shabbat or Aaron Ekblad, I think. Because I think Ekblad is really going to pick his game up in the next two years, two seasons, especially with the new additions that the Florida Panthers have yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in their lineup. Uh, so I think Ekblad might even crack that rough, Thomas Shabbat. Yeah, and, and then for goalies, okay, yeah, goal, or for yeah, goalies, I have the exact goal. same as Joe, Price number one, mm-hmm. sure, and then Holpe and Fleury. They're all old goalies. Yeah. There's not really any middle-aged Canadian or great Canadian goalies in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Well, then, yeah, I guess shifting to my roster, it's basically the same as yours. Lineups, combinations don't matter as tournament hasn't begun yet as well. But I think Braden Point's got to be a part of this team. The guy scored 40 goals last year, and I think he's just going to grow more of his player We're at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, all the players around him are going to surround him, but he's going to get a lot of points in the next few years. So I think he's definitely going to be on the team. And then... Tyler Sagan's a weird one because he can play center and wing. And I don't know if he's beating out a lot of guys on the last line spot because I don't think he's beating out Bergeron, Marchand, Crosby, Stamkos, McDavid, Shifley, McKinnon, all those guys in the top six. So Sagan's a weird one for me. I think he's going to make the team, but maybe as a 13th forward again. Uh, he got injured in the tournament, uh, the 2016 tournament, didn't play at all, and he was replaced by, I think, Corey Perry. So we'll see how that shapes out for 2021. And then the defense are basically the same as yours, but I added uh, Colton Pareko, who had a phenomenal playoff run with the St. Louis Blues in their uh, Stanley Cup championship. I think he's gonna also going to grow more as a player, and he's going to be a versatile player for Team Canada going to the future. Even if the St. Louis Blues don't make the playoffs at the World Championship level or at the Olympic level or at the World Cup level. So I think Pareko could definitely be a part of that. And then shifting to goalies, it's basically the same. Price, Holpe. But then I have Matt Murray as the third goalie, I think. Flurry will still be good in this league for the Vegas Golden Knights if he is still on the team in 2021. 
But I just think that Matt Murray, you know, he's a younger guy. He's already got two Stanley Cups under his belt. And I know he plays with the Pittsburgh Penguins. His stats are inflated a bit uh, in his three years he's been there, three or four years he's been there. But I think Matt Murray will find his game and definitely uh, be the third-string goalie on this team for Team Canada. Yeah, those are all solid lineups. I guess we'll some shift other... their way to U.S. Or you well, I, I just want to say before we move on, mm-hmm. um, some other players that could be cracking this lineup that I early mentioned was uh, maybe Mark Giordano, Chris Letang. Yep. Uh, Shea Weber. Claude Giroux. Possibly. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say line. Claude Giroux, uh, Sean Couturier, or Sean Monaghan, uh, yep. even. Uh, yeah. And for goalies, Devin Dubnik or Jordan Bennington, but I don't think, I don't see them it's just cracking like, that roster. It's like what you said, like the middle aged goalie part for t- Team Canada going to the future is like, it's a question mark because all those goalies that are in the name conversation for this team are over 30. Already, yeah. oh, they're already over 30, and when the tournament starts, it's going to be 32, 33. So it's going to be a weird one for Canada. Uh, Carter Hart's coming up, but he he's <laughs> still young, though. will make Team he's North America. Young. So, yeah, it's going to be a weird one for Canada goaltending, but I guess uh, we'll shift our way to the United States of America's team. Don't matter. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, you go. I'll go. There you go. Um, all right, so left wing. Uh, first line left winger is no-brainer for me. I have Patrick Kane with Austin Matthews centering him and Blake Wheeler is probably going to be on uh, the right wing. Then I have Johnny Goudreau on the second line, Jack Eichel centering the second line, and Phil Kessel, uh, the newest addition to the Arizona Coyotes, playing right wing on the second line for the USA in the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, and then I have Dylan Larkin, Cam Atkinson, and Kyle Connor, Jake Gensel, Vincent Trocek and TJ Oshie playing right wing on uh, that last line. And then for defense, um, I basically had literally had the exact same as the score um, because, I don't know, there's just simply to me, there's six defense that I think will crack this roster no matter what uh, within the next two years. Tory Krug, Seth Jones, Jacob Slavin, John Carlson, Noah Hannafin, and Jacob Truba. Um, I also could see Ryan Suter possibly making it. Yeah, maybe. Over, um, maybe over John Carlson, but uh, you never know. A lot could change in the next two years. Um, Ryan Suter is getting older. I think that would be the only reason why he wouldn't crack that roster. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what I have. Uh, for defense, and then for goalies, I have John Gibson as the starter, Connor yeah. Hellebuck, and then I have Jonathan Quick as the third goalie there. Okay. All right, Thomas, want to go next? Yeah, I'll shift to my uh, roster. Let me just scroll up here for a second. Um, yeah, it's basically the same as Flaggers. I mean, there's a lot of U.S. talent now, especially growing, and most of them will be on Team North America, but the ones that are going to probably stay on the team is you're going to hear names like Kane, Matthews, Wheeler. That's my basically my first line if you're to name one. Uh, Goudreau, Eichel, Kessel. Uh, lots of speed, lots of shots, lots of passing ability there. And then Kyle Connor, Larkin, and Alex Tuck on the Vegas Golden Knights. I think this guy's just growing more as a player. Uh, he scored 20 goals two years ago. And I think that this guy's speed is very underrated in the league. And he's surrounded by a lot of talent in Vegas as well, like, um, like Braden Point, I named before in Team Canada. And then we got Jake Gensel, Vincent Trocek, and Cam Atkinson, a uh, 41-goal Cam Atkinson. He scored last year, so people sleep on him a lot. He's very skilled, and he has a decisive shot, so I like the way he's playing. And I think he's going to be on Team Canada, our Team USA in 2021. 
And then the defense is basically the same as Flagers. Just I'm adding Ryan McDonough for the Noah Hannafin spot. I think that Ryan McDonough is, again, very underrated in this league and that TBSA leads a guy like this on their penalty kill to block shots and uh, helps stab- stab- stabilize their defensive core at the, uh, the last pairing. I have him on with uh, Jacob Truba. So Krug, Jones, Slavin, Carlson, McDonough, Truba. And then the goalies are much the same as Flagers. Just I added Bishop in the spot that Jonathan Quick was in. Uh, Jonathan Quick is aging as well as Bishop is, but I think Bishop is the better goalie going forward uh, for the future for USA Hockey in the third uh, slot for my goaltending as Gibson and Hellbuck are before him. So that's my Team USA uh, roster. All right, and then switching to mine, it's like basically the same as both of yours for the most part. Like I have Kane Matthews Wheeler on the first line. Um, I know Kane's usually a, a right winger when he plays in the league, but I mean Wheeler's a right winger and he's a right shot, so I think it would be easier for him to just move Kane over to the left. Then Goudreau, Eichel, Kessel, again, like Thomas said, fast, can shoot a lot, can pass a lot. Then I have Connor Larkin. I just, sorry, and- I want to interrupt quickly. Yeah, go ahead. I could see Kessel. I had the same um, first line as you, but I could see Kessel. Honestly, I could see him maybe um, bumping up to the first line playing maybe. Side Matthews. And yeah, Kane for sure. Honestly. I could see that. Because Wheeler will be older if you think of it. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's I, he's definitely over 30. I don't know exactly how old he is off the top of my head, but he will slow down, I think, within the next two seasons. So maybe Kessel will crack that first Anyways, continue. Yeah, I could definitely see that as well, though, too. I get your point. And then, yeah, so continuing on, I have Connor Larkin. And I have Kyle Palmieri here. It's a bit of a controversial pick. I think he's he's not 30 yet. Like, he still has a couple of years yeah, till he turns good. 30. So I think he's fine still. But he could easily, like, go to the fourth line. I just have him here for now. Then I have Gensel, Trocek, and Atkinson, just like Thomas. Atkinson, like I said, like Thomas said, 40-goal guy, kind of underrated. Could easily move up to the third line with Larkin and Connor. And on the D, it's the exact same as uh, Andrews with Krug, Jones, Slavin, Carlson, Hannif, and Truba. That right side of Team USA is so, like, gross. Like It's, it's probably the best in the whole tournament, just the right side alone. And like it's just all those guys are like in their 20s still now. So by the time the tournament rolls around, they should all still be in their prime. And then like Thomas has uh, McDonough. So I think Slavin being there is kind of like the McDonough on this lineup. So that's why I have Hannafin over McDonough just because he's a bit younger. He's a little bit overrated, but I have him here nonetheless. And then for goalies, Gibson, Hellebuck, Bishop, like Thomas said, like Bishop is a little bit younger than Quick, um, not as injury prone as Quick is currently. Uh, Quick going to be up there in age by the time the tournament rolls around. So Gibson's going to be in the first spot because he's going to be in his prime. And Hellebuck will back him up, and then Bishop will play like one game, for example. So that is my Team USA. Yeah, lots to look forward for USA Hockey, especially the young guys. They got lots of young guys coming up. Just went first overall, and yeah. uh, You just mentioned that right side. That's disgusting. Um, I feel like that's going to be... I think Seth Jones is going to give a lot of defensemen in the NHL run for their money with that uh, Norris Trophy. Uh, award that's awarded in June at the NHL Awards. Uh, he's definitely a guy who's going to be up there for a long time. And him and Tori Krug are very versatile. Krug is so underrated. Uh, he doesn't get a lot, enough credit the way he plays on the Boston uh, power play in the Boston's first pairing. He's just... He's, he's the best the defenseman there, I think. Yeah, 100%. Right now, yeah, yeah. And then McAvoy's coming up. He'll be probably be on Team North America to start this tournament. But again, Krug is... He is a guy who stepped in the league, I think, four or five years ago when the Leafs were eliminated by them in a seven-game series, which we don't want to, like to talk about here. 
Uh, but Tory Krug's a guy who's small and very underrated in this league. Yeah, I think like them just going to the finals this year and him like racking up the points, eating up a ton of minutes. Like a lot of people kind of recognize how good Krug is, but like I think Boston fans already knew how good he was. But like just his run in the playoffs, how good he played, like kind of gave him more uh, notoriety throughout the league. I think. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Uh, do you uh, just guys want to go through like the bubble players that we did mention? Yeah, actually, good idea. Uh, I just need to pull up notes quick. Um, did we mention Joe Pavelski at all? No, no, we did I'm not. Like Pavelski, Brandon Sad could be there. Anders yeah. Lee maybe. JVR. I don't think JVR would crack it. I think he's too uh, Zach old. Parise. Actually, Parise could possibly. Kyle Palmieri. Um, and then on defense, there's Shane Godespierre, Keith Yandel, Dustin Bufflin. All those guys will be pretty old. Shane uh, Brett is a pretty big one too. Um, well, Dustin Bufflin and Keith Yandel will both be over 35, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they will. Uh, by old. the time this tournament comes around. Jake Gardner, he, he's not going <laughs> to <sorry. laughs> uh, Yeah, and that's, that's all I got for, for players that could possibly make it, but yeah. they might not. And again, Let's like we said to... before, oh yeah, let me just say this. Like we said before in the beginning, uh, like we still, there's players going to be coming into the league still. So all of this could change. Like people that we have on like Team North America, for example, could go to USCR Canada. So it kind of yeah. depends on who comes into the league within the next two years. So it's going to be very interesting what 2021 will be like. Let's move but on yeah. to Team North America now. Um, team North America in the 2016 World Cup of Hockey was my favorite team to watch. Simply because this is the young team of um, North American hockey players, uh, and I, I just think seeing like the younger guys, uh, like and seeing how skilled they are and how how fast their game is compared to some of the older players on the other teams mm-hmm. is just it's really entertaining to watch. I think so. Um, I know in the 2016 World Cup of Hockey, I was rooting for North America. Um, I mean, as well as Canada, but yeah. Uh, I was just a big fan of watching their game in that tournament. Uh, so who wants to start us off here? Thomas, I know you're pretty psyched to announce your lineup, so you go first. Yeah. Yeah, so with Team North America, uh, in the I don't know, the score made some rules about being 24 years old. Some of the players on this team are of age 24 when we're going to name them. Um, but when the tournament, I think by February 1st, 2021, when you kind of, not submit your full roster, but kind of, starting to pick and choose what, who, what player you're going to pick. I think they have to be under 24. So if they're 23 and then by the tournament starts, they're 24, that's fine because you selected them when they were 23 years old. Um, and then there, there's a rule here. It's like, if you're suited, if you're suited up for, if you suited up for team North America in 2016, the player is eligible to represent Canada, or the USA. So that's a rule the score made. I don't know if uh, any GMs of the teams are going to pick these players on team North, North America, but uh, we shall see, but I'll start with my lineup. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Mitch Marner on the first line. Uh, then Brady Kachuk, Matthews Bro on the second line with Barzell and Besser. Clayton Keller, Jack Hughes, Alexander Dabrinkat. And then Alexander Lefernier uh, hasn't got drafted yet, so we'll see what he's up to. But I think he's a very good candidate at making this Team North America team. And then Anthony Sorelli, Travis Konechny on the last line. But I think a dark horse to make this team is Cody Glass. He has not played an NHL game yet, but when he does, I think people are, are going to be uh, a lot of eyes on this player because Cody Glass kind of exemplifies Mark Shifley's game. He's a shooter, he's a passer, and he's a two-way uh, dominant force for 
his team when he's playing. And I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be very happy to see him in his line in this lineup uh, in the near future. Maybe even next year. Uh, they got to get their cap space figured out. But Cody Glass is a dark horse to make this Team North America team. And on the defensive side, we have Renski, McAvoy, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, uh, Samuel Girard, or Dennis Jalofsky on the Detroit Runnings. And on the right side, Bowen Byron or Adam Fox. Uh, these are guys that are very good, and half of them are Americans. So we only got one Canadian, two, two, three Canadian guys there. Uh, Kale McCarr, Samuel Girard, and Bowen Byram on this uh, back end for the Team North America. And then the goaltenders, there's not much, but we got Carter Hart. I think he's the unanimous starter if you were to name one right now. And 2021 rolls around, he'll definitely be one there. And then Spencer Knight, who just got drafted by the Florida Panthers. And then Ian Scott of the Toronto Maple Leafs is a prospect. Uh, I think he'll be the third goalie to round off this Team North America team. All right, I'll go next then. So uh, kind of a similar lineup. Uh to Thomas's, especially for the forwards. So I have Matt Kachuk, Dubois, and Mitch Marner as the first line. Then I got uh, Brady Kachuk, Matt Barzell, and Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks. And then on the third line, we got Arizona's Keller with Jack Hughes and Alex DeBrinca, and then Alexis Lafreniere, who, like Thomas said, is not drafted yet, but should be on this team when the tournament rolls around with Anthony Sorelli and Travis Konechny. And I think a dark horse that could make the team is um, the guy. Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's who I have on my lineup. Well, yeah, I that's had, who I was going to say. I had either Konechny or Doc, but I think Kirby Doc honestly will end up making this team, I think. Yeah, I think um, so too. He, he went third overall to the Blackhawks this, this year. Um, yeah. I want to talk about Alexis Lafreniere. Lafreniere for a second <laughs> Frenchie uh this guy's playing in the Q QMJHL uh he's played two seasons there his first season he played 60 games put up 80 points second season this past yeah. yeah that was as a rookie this past season he played 61 games 105 points that's just that's insane that's ridiculous yeah, uh, this guy's he's 17 years old right now he's turning 18 this year I believe his draft we got drafted Next upcoming, uh, the 2020 NHL draft. Yep. Um, this guy is going to be a stud, though, coming into the league. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he weren't playing on the fourth line on this lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if he were playing on a higher line, maybe second or third line. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we yeah. could see that. Because Matthews stepped right in. He got drafted a few months he before. He was playing first line, I think. And, yeah, he was playing, like, first, second line behind McDavid. So anything could happen when the tournament rolls around. Um but like you're saying, Lafreniere, when he got named to Team Canada last year and he was on the fourth line, it wasn't a big talking uh, big talking point for this team. But I, when I watched him, he's he's pretty good as an underager. He was wearing that cage and he looked very – he scored a goal and he looked very uh, very comfortable where he was. But I think I think this World Junior coming up is going to be his coming out party and uh, a lot of people are going to have eyes on him in uh, this tournament. Yeah, I think he's going to be think the he star. Could, yeah, I was going to say, you think he'll go number one? Possibly. Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. he's been like hyped up for like two, three years now. I've heard this guy's name. Yeah, so looking forward to Alexander, uh, Alex, Alex, Alexis, is this his name? Alexis Lafreniere. Alexis like, Alex... Lafreniere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, keep that name in mind because he's going to be a big talking point in the NHL in a few years. So. Uh, Anyways, Joe, Joe, what was your, your fourth defense, line yeah. again? Sorry, <laughs> just repeat your fourth line. It was so Lafreniere, Sorelli, Konechny. Okay, so I, I basically had all my forwards were the exact same as yours, except Konechny. I had Kirby Doc instead. Yeah, those two I think are interchangeable, to be honest. 
Just just Doc so hasn't played an NHL game yet, so I put connect me there instead. We'll move on to defense now. Yeah, so my defense is Rowenski McAvoy with Gerard and McCarr because they already played together in Colorado with Quinn Hughes and Bowen Byram. So like Thomas's lineup, there's three American defensemen and three Canadian. So something I wanted to say about Team North America, there is a lot of American players on this team. Like you got Matthew and Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. You got Besser, Debrinkat, Hughes, Keller. And like I said, the three defensemen, Rowenski, Gerard, Hughes. So like, the USMNT, I think that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Their development system has like gone through the roof the past like four or five years now, and just cranking out these like awesome NHL talents, and just I think the team North America is going to be full of uh, more American players. Like I said before, in the next two years things could change. People can move to Team Canada or USA from this team right now, and yeah. then other players can jump in. But it's just it's it's a pretty diverse lineup of Americans and Canadians for this team, and then as my goalies, I got Carter Hart, Kate, Keith Pre, Caden Primo, sorry, Keith. who is the, <laughs> Keith, not Keith. We'll get the old fart in it. Hell no, Caden <laughs> Primo, who is the number one ranked uh, NCAA goalie, and mm-hmm. then Spencer Knight, who just got drafted, as Thomas said. So that is my team, North America. I guess I'm up. <laughs> yep. Um. So, forwards, I already, I'm not going to repeat my lineup because it was the exact same as Joe's, except on the fourth line right wing, I had Doc instead of Konechny. Yeah. Uh, for defense, though, I have Zach Wierenski, Charlie McAvoy, um, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, uh, Bone Byram, and I really like Jacob Chet- Chetrin. Uh, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his last name exactly correctly, but I think it's Chikrin. I don't know. Chikrin? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm a big fan of him. Um, he's not uh, like a puck moving defenseman. He's more of a like defensive, like stay at home defenseman. Uh, but he does his job in that sense, and that's why I think he could make this roster. That's why I have him making um, this lineup over. Uh, like I, I think you guys had Samuel Girard in there. Um, yeah, so that's why I have Chetrin in there or Chikrin. However you pronounce his name. Yeah, it's... Well, like your goalies. Oh, yeah, your goalies. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, Carter Hart's going to be a starter for sure. We all agree on that. Uh, then I have Primo and then Mikey DiPietro. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, I wouldn't be surprised if DiPietro is the second goalie of those three. And neither would I. We'll see how his development goes, but yeah, for the most part, I think that... These are early predictions. Like, a yeah, lot could change. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We could be completely off. Oh, two years will make a big difference. Yeah. Well, we could be completely off for this matter. The bubble players on the forward group, there's Nolan Patrick, Anthony Beauvillier, Robert Thomas, Casey Middlestad, Matthew Joseph, Ryan Paling, who just freaking dominated Game 82 of the season for the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. uh, Tyson Yost, Cody Glass, as I mentioned, who could be a dark horse, Oliver Wallstrom, who hasn't played a game yet for the New York Islanders, Barrett Hayden on the uh, Arizona Coyotes, Kirby Dock, obviously you mentioned him, Cole Perfetti, who absolutely destroyed the Halinka Gretzky Cup uh, a few weeks ago, and then Quinton Byfield. And then on the defensive core, there could be Evan Bouchard, Bowen Byram, I have him be on the team, but he's a bubble player for the score. Dennis Shlovsky, I have him on as a third or thirteenth, as a seventh defenseman on this team. Noah Dobson on the New York Islanders, who went after Oliver Wallstrom in the draft. And then <laughs> Joseph's cousin, Victor Mete, is on the bubble, even though he has zero goals in his NHL career. Um, and then, yeah, obviously another goalie could be Ian Scott as well. 
uh, Joseph Wool on the Toronto Maple Leafs development system. He's an American as well. And then, yeah, as Joseph mentioned, Caden Primo. Uh, he's a Montreal Canadiens prospect. So lots to look forward for U.S. hockey because I think that Canada has dominated. And there's no surprise. Canada has dominated for the last few years in the international stage. World Cup of Hockey, two Olympic gold medals. And then this past Olympics, they did not get to participate, the NHL players. So the athletes of Russia won the Olympic gold for hockey. But USA Hockey is very on the rise. And I'm happy to see that. I'm not, I'm not mad that USA Hockey is on the rise because I want to see US versus Canada again dominate because the last time these two uh, countries faced in the World Cup of Hockey, Canada just destroyed them. Even though it was like a 3-2 games, they just uh, destroyed the US and it wasn't even close. Everyone already knew Canada was going to win this tournament with the team they had. And I want to see USA versus uh, Canada again at the highest level because it has the potential too with the young players that both of these nations have. Yeah. I think the younger generation of Americans coming up is better than Canadians. Are better than the Canadians, I think. Like in 10 years, I think, when, uh, like, if we were to announce these rosters again. I'd probably take USA to beat Canada in this tournament because you have guys like um, like Jack Hughes, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Clayton Keller's and um, like there's just there's way better American younger players coming up, I think, than Canadians. I mean, obviously we have like Connor McDavid, um, still, yeah, and yeah, still like Marner, but yeah, but Marner's not like he's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not like. I mean, yeah, I guess it'll a couple of years. He will be one of the players in the NHL, I guess. Um, but I still think the Americans have a better prospect pool than the Canadians. And that's not even something to be mad about because I want to see competition between these two nations. We've always seen it, and we've always saw that Canada has beat the Americans countless times, beat them in the 2010 Olympic Finals, uh, won gold in overtime. Cindy Crosby, obviously the famous goal. And then the semifinals of the 2014 Olympics where they won in Sochi. I think it was 2-1 and Jamie Benn got the game winner. I want to see USA give Canada a run for the money or some team in this tournament give a run for their money. And I think US has a better chance of doing that in the future. Sweden definitely does. Finland definitely does. But we will talk about Sweden and Finland next episode. Uh, and Europe. Be, and, yeah. and, uh, and Russia. Russia and Czech Republic. Exactly. So there's, there's a lot, a lot of to talk about in yeah. that episode. Yeah. I think that pretty much wraps episode 28 off uh any last words you guys have are you looking to sign up with an online sports book for the first time or are simply looking to join a new one the breakdown has you covered check out mybookie.org and use the code breakdown spelled b-r-k-d-w-n again b-r-k-d-w-n and you'll get a 50 percent bonus off on your first deposit up to a hundred dollars that means if you deposit a hundred dollars using our code you'll get fifty dollars free Again, use the code BRKDWN on my bookie now for free credit upon your first deposit. Yeah, lots of last. All right. Um, keep an eye out on Friday every well, on the weekends leading up to the NHL season. Um, the breakdown sports hockey like NHL team. Uh, we all put together a list of our fifty top players in the league right now. And uh, Thomas averages, averaged it out, and he kind of put everything into a little article. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be releasing from 50 all the way up to the best player in the NHL. Um, 
like we're going to be releasing 10 players each week. So this week or possibly next week, we're going to release 50 to 40 and then 40 to 30 and etc. Mm-hmm. just keeps going until we get to number one. So that's one thing to look out for. Um, but we're going to have lots of fantasy football content coming out. I know we already started on fantasy football content, not just NFL, but college football as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL starting two weeks tomorrow is the first NFL regular season game. And then this Saturday, August 24th, is when college football starts. Oh, boy. Uh, the regular is. So there's – this is like – this is crunch time now. This is like the heart of football season. Um, and then eventually, when September, October come around, that's when hockey season will get back up and running again. And we'll be back up and running. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of content coming out within the next month month and a half so please keep an eye out on our website the breakdown doc the breakdown sports.com i also wanted to mention that we're kind of getting our esports account going for the upcoming i think fall season in yep. terms of esports events and things like that so we're gonna kind of really push uh that content more once september starts i believe so look out for that for esports content as well. I believe it's going to be analysis as well as bets for esports. Not 100% sure, but look out for that content as well. We're also looking for a bunch of um, people to fill esports positions. Uh, so if you're looking to become a contributor for esports, um, you can reach out to our at the break, the underscore breakdown on Twitter. Yeah, we added just a lot of new members to the Breakdown Sports crew. Uh, we're looking for even more to start up the fall season. September, October is going to be nuts. We got baseball playoffs uh, there, soccer season, hockey season starting up soon, football season, and then college football. So, And then basketball, obviously, so you can't forget, forget about that. Uh, that pretty much wraps up episode 28 of the N10 Puck Talk podcast. I'm Thomas Vesio. Alongside me is Joseph Russo and Andrew Flager. We will chat with you next week to talk about Finland, Sweden, Russia, and Team Europe. So stay tuned.